0: Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody doing out there? Hey, this is Zach, and this is the That's What I'm Screaming podcast. So it's been about a week and a half, I think, since I did my last podcast where I was ranting about wearing a mask. And um, in the past week and a half, apparently uh, not a lot of people are wearing masks where they should Uh, Because there's been a huge spike and a huge increase in the dreaded COVID-19 coronavirus. So, you know, I'm just kicking back, trying not to watch the news, but it's in my face every day. Can't get away from it. Try not to watch it on TV, but uh, when you're in an office setting for part of a day, you hear a lot of stuff. So uh, trying to stay informed, trying to stay safe has been what I've been up to for the last week and a half. Um, Also for the last week and a half, I have battled my lifelong addiction of alcohol. And when I say lifelong, I will tell you that I am 47 years old. And since I was 18 years old, I have pretty much drank alcohol on a daily basis. If you put all the days together together, in those years, um, as maybe four or five months altogether, that days gone by that I didn't have an alcoholic beverage of some kind. So I've really, uh, been battling that quite a bit. Um, I guess I went, uh, I guess I went six days without alcohol up until yesterday. And then last night I drank a couple beers, felt good. I felt better last night than I'd felt in a while. I feel great this morning. I'm recording this on a beautiful Saturday morning, uh, July the 11th, if you're keeping score. And um, I feel pretty good. Uh, At my ripe old age, um, everything I put in my body affects me dramatically, and I can feel it. Uh, Especially the food that I eat. Um, I can guarantee you how I'm going to feel after I eat whatever is on the plate. Um, Alcohol used to never really affect how I felt. I mean, obviously, it's a sedative and makes you sleepy. Dealt with that. But in the past, I could drink anything. I could drink beer. I could drink wine, tequila, bourbon, vodka, whatever was on the menu. And And I loved all of it over the years. But here recently... Man, I don't know if it's an age thing or or what it is. I just cannot drink hard liquor anymore. I can't do it, and I have to be careful with wine. If I drink too much wine, um, that can be that can be an issue as well. So that's that's my addiction. That's my Achilles heel. It's alcohol. Addictions are uh, are an interesting thing. I think everybody has some. A lot of people are addicted to their phones. Uh, it's the first thing they do when they get up in the morning is they, they check their phone out to see what they might have missed. While they were sleeping, chances are they probably didn't really miss much that was important, at least nothing that affects their daily life. Um, I don't really care uh, what Kim Kardashian wore last night to some award show. It doesn't affect my daily life. But... um. Addictions are a funny thing. And alcohol, the addiction to alcohol is really, obviously there's a physical addiction to it that a lot of people have. But I think it's just as much a mental addiction. It's a crutch. It's a huge crutch. It it is for me. Um, It's been my go-to coping mechanism for the majority of my adult life. If I had a bad day and wanted to forget about it, I would drink. And if I had a good day and I wanted to celebrate, I would drink. Uh, If it was a day that ended in a Y, I would drink. If I uh, finished mowing my lawn and I thought my lawn looked better than everyone else's in my neighborhood, then, uh, hey, let's celebrate. Let's, Let's get the grill going. Let's have a drink. So that's my coping mechanism. It's my crutch. And I know that that's what it is. I'm not going to get into bad health or good health. I'm just totally immersed in my thought processes when it comes to alcohol. You know, I've done I've done a lot of thinking about it. I've read a lot, and I've kind of googled a lot about it over the last few years. Um, it wasn't until I was 40 that I really even thought about it. So it's only been about seven years where it's even really been a concern. Um, I was always the guy. I was always the first guy that everybody put a drink in my hand in any kind of function or party or gathering because they knew that once I got a couple of drinks in me, I was going to be the funniest guy in the room. That's just what I did and what I do now. I have a few drinks. My girlfriend and I have friends over when there's not a pandemic going on. And you know, Few drinks, few jokes. Everybody's laughing. Life is good. I love to make people laugh. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. Yes, I'm a classic, class ca- clown, and, and I'm proud of that. I like making people smile. I like making people laugh. Um, so yeah, that my history with alcohol was everyone around me wanted me to drink because they knew they were going to have a good time, and I was cool with that. I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind being the uh, the court gesture. I'm, I'm pretty good at it, actually, um, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, it's just been in the last few years where I've had a few occasions that I'm not proud of, where I actually got mean, got shitty. Um, my, I would say mean and hateful things to the people I love. While drinking alcohol, and it was something I'd really never done before, uh, and I was also drinking to the point of blacking out. And I hadn't really ever not done that a few times. Obviously, I think everybody does it in their twenties, but not not traditionally. That wasn't my my game plan. I was always drinking till you get a real good, strong, healthy buzz, and put a steak on the grill at midnight, eat a steak, and go to bed. That was my. Uh, that was my gig for a long time, but in the last few years, um, like everything else that I put in my body, I've had to be real careful, real careful. So, uh, like I said, I went for six days without a drink. And then last night I was like, it's Friday. I had a great week at work. Um, my work, my job, my career in the last several months has just gone gangbusters. I've been busier than ever. Um, it's been it's been wide open. I'm very fortunate because I know there's a lot of people out there that have been furloughed or laid off, or their income has been greatly um, greatly hurt by COVID nineteen and restrictions and closings and sl- and slowdowns and so on. But I've been very fortunate in that, if anything, my my business level has gone through the roof. So. Um, so yeah, I'd had a good week and I said, I'm gonna have a couple beers tonight. And I had a couple beers and I felt great. I felt the best I'd felt in six days last night. Got a great night's sleep. I feel like a million bucks today. And you know, that's just how it is. Um, this six days that I did not drink this week, I felt horrible. I I just, my stomach was upset. I didn't sleep well. I had zero energy I had no energy right now is the most energy I've probably had in a week and a half or two weeks and I'm sitting here uh, drinking black coffee excuse me while I take a sip <sighs> yeah black coffee love that so uh, yeah it's it's my addiction and I own it it's not a healthy addiction. I don't recommend that anybody take up drinking every day. Um, I hear the word moderation thrown out a lot. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do well with that. Um, You know, if (laughs) it's one of those things, moderation is a word I think we throw around to kind of make ourselves feel better or make the person next to you, maybe it won't hurt their feelings instead of telling them they should stop doing something that's bad for them. Um, Maybe you should just, you know, look into some moderation. You know, I, I, um, I heard a great um, podcast once where the guy was talking about moderation and he said that, you know, if your brother was a heroin addict, you wouldn't tell them to slow down or just take it easy for a while. You would, tell them to quit moderation is probably not the best um treatment for heroin addiction so moderation is i think it's a it's a comfort word it's a word that we throw around to kind of like hey maybe if you do that in moderation i'll feel better about it um but it's a caring word too most people only use it when they care about you so but um there are many addictions out there. You can really, you can become addicted to anything. There's people are addicted to sex and porn and alcohol and drugs and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. You can be it. most people. I think most people are addicted to their phones. Uh, some people are addicted to social media. Some people are addicted to arguing. Holy shit. Everybody argues now. You can't just hear something and disagree with it and then walk away and turn the other cheek. No, you got to fucking argue. Everybody wants to argue about every fucking thing. Everything is political. I mean, if you don't like red Skittles, you must be a, a Nazi. I mean, holy shit. What the fuck is going on? Everybody wants to argue. Everybody's addicted to arguing. Twitter wars. the fuck is a Twitter war? I mean, that's just dumb. So, uh, yeah, those addictions are out there, and they're everywhere. And is there any such thing as a good addiction? I mean, maybe. Um, There are people that are addicted to working out. There are people that are addicted to running, and they'll run... 30, 40 miles every day. People addicted to working out, they'll spend six hours a day in the gym. Is that healthy? Maybe if your body type was cool with it. But, uh, you know, I think we can become addicted to anything, good or bad. So how am I going to handle my addiction moving forward? I can tell you that over the last three or four years, I've told myself and I've told my girlfriend, this is it, I'm done, no more. I'm not going to drink any more ever again. And then a week later, I'm drinking again. So moving forward, I'm going to stop lying to myself. I really am. Um, my addiction is something that is as much a part of me as my eye color. Um, I got to tell you, in my life, I have called in sick to work twice in my life because of being hungover or just not in a condition to go to work because of alcohol. And both of those times have been within the last four years. Um, I think I have been late to work once in 30 years because of alcohol. And that was because I just was hung over and I had to hit a Hardy's drive through and the car in front of me in the drive through lane broke down. But that's a whole nother podcast. So its I'm not a day drinker usually. I mean, if it's a weekend and you're out with a bunch of people and everybody's drinking, it's a cookout or whatever. I'm generally, you know, I'm an, I'm an early evening drinking if the time is right. You know, if I'm not at work if I'm not doing something important. Um, Generally, uh, I'm sure there's been times when I've been hungover, been on time to work, and probably not been 100%. I'll give you that. Um, But my not being 100%, I justify that in my mind by the people that I work with that spend the entire morning talking about God and politics and looking at their Facebook and Twitter feeds instead of working. So. I think it's a balance. I think my hangover equals their bullshit, and I'm okay with that. And, hey, we're Americans. If we're clock in for 10 hours during the day, you're probably only going to get about seven hours out of us anyway. So, uh, you know, usually by 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, I feel like a million bucks again, and I'm back at it, giving 100%. So I've never lost anything due to alcohol I've been very fortunate never wrecked a car and lost a car um, I've never not been able to make my house payment uh, I've never had someone break up with me uh, because of alcohol um, I've never had anyone call the police on me because of alcohol and had to go to jail I did get a DUI once. so I guess it did cost me a night I spent a night in jail when I was 21 I went ahead and got the DUI thing out of the way. A few months after I turned 21, I said, fuck it. It's going to happen. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. So, yeah, I did do that. Only time I've ever been arrested. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely had its detriments. I mean, alcohol has caused me some what I feel are minor issues. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, Um, I don't know if I've ever really had anything positive happen because of alcohol, other than going back to what I said before, making people laugh and making people smile and so on and so forth. And in the business I'm in, and I don't do this nearly as much as I used to, but I used to go out after work every evening and, you know, I'll take a client out for a drink or, or, uh, you know, whatever their drink of choice was. And I was always flexible. If they wanted to drink cocktails, I could do that. Or if they just wanted to go to some dive bar that only served beer and bologna sandwiches, I could do that too. So yeah, I've definitely, um, I've definitely had some business dealings that were done that involved alcohol. I've played in a lot of golf tournaments. I don't like to play golf. Um, it's okay once in a while. I play golf when I'm asked to or forced to, usually related to work or friends. And I'm halfway decent at it. It's not my first choice of what I would want to do on a beautiful day, but you know, but I'm not going to play golf without alcohol. Hell no. No, I'm, there's going to be a cooler with some beer in it if I'm playing golf. Well, I can promise you that. And bowling, I love to bowl. And I'm halfway decent at that, but there's going to be alcohol. So that's I love those two things. Those are the two sports that you're expected to play while you're drinking. Hey, kudos to that. Excuse me, another sip of coffee. Now, um, people can be addicted to people. That's why we have things called stalkers um addictions are mental they cause anxiety Um, they cause people to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do i think that addictions aren't for crazy people Um, i think if you look at the homeless population uh in our country you would find that there is mental health. There are mental health issues out there, but there are a lot of addiction issues as well. And the difference between me and a homeless person who is homeless because of a drinking problem is very small. It's a very small difference. Um, maybe they had one brief moment of bad luck where they wrecked their car and some way lost their job and lost their income. So there's a very fine line between people who have ruined their lives with addictions and people who flourish in spite of their addictions. I've been very fortunate. I seem to have flourished. I feel like i flourished. Now, having said that, if I went back and added up over the last uh, 30 years how much money I had spent on alcohol, wow, I would probably uh, be quite shocking and I would realize that um, financially I'd probably be a lot better off uh, had I not had that addiction. But if I didn't have this addiction... I'm sure I would have something else, right? I mean, that makes sense, right? Most people uh, trade one addiction for another. I got to tell you a funny story. So several years ago, back in the 90s, I was staying in a hotel, a very nice hotel, and I checked in on a uh, Saturday, early Saturday. And when I pulled in, there were several there were several buses out in front excuse me and i didn't know what was going on i didn't i had no idea what was happening so i go in i pull up and i I park my car to go in and check in and i see that there are literally at least a hundred people standing out in front of this hotel smoking they're all just standing there chain smoking behind these buses And you can tell these were the people that came in on these buses. And I guess they're waiting for their rooms to open up or whatever. But it's just a wall of smoke. These people are just, I mean, they're just puffing away. And it's not the good smoke either. It's not the, it it didn't smell like a skunk. It smelled like tobacco. So anyway, so I go in and I meet with the clerk. And I ask, I said, what in the world's going on? What's the deal with all of these people outside smoking? And she said, this weekend is our state's Alcoholics Anonymous Convention. And they're having a big dance this evening, and they're having a a whole weekend of seminars and so on and so forth. And so I got a pretty good chuckle out of it because I'd been in this hotel before, and I knew that it had the most amazing bar, fireplace, leather furniture, great drinks, great place. So <clears throat> I'm thinking to myself, this this could get very interesting. So I get checked in, I go out and run a few errands and get back to the bar and uh, I just kind of chill. Well, the dance is going on in a ballroom across the lobby from the bar. So you've got the lobby in the middle, to the right is the bar, to the left is this room where this dance is. And there's, I'm guessing, a couple hundred people at this thing that are all related to AA. And they've all got their little, hello, my name is, things stuck to them. So I thought that was pretty cute. Um, So as the night goes on, and you know how it is when you sit at a bar for a few hours, you, you make your way to the restroom several times. And these restrooms were shared by both sides, the dance people and the bar people. And and I'm just amazed at how many of these people are going outside to smoke during this thing. I mean, how are they getting any dancing done? It's like at any given time, there's 50 people standing outside smoking. And then it hit me. These people were just trading one addiction for another. I mean... That's all it was. They were patting themselves on the back for getting healthy at the same time they were smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. So later on in the evening, to finish this story up, so I'm sitting at the bar, and as the night goes on, I'm looking over at the door, and these people wearing these little hello, my name is tags, keep sticking their head in the bar, just, I guess, just to see what's, what's happening. And it was very restrictive for them. They weren't allowed to come in the bar if they were part of this group. They were told not to come in the bar. I mean, you can't force a human being not to go in a bar, right? So I've had my drinks. I've decided I'm ready to go back to my room. By the time we go back to the room, it's probably 11, 12 o'clock. The dance has been going on since nine. So it's everything's starting to wind down a little bit. So I get on the elevator. And there's a handful of people with the, hello, my name is, stickers on them. And I get off the elevator on my floor, and I'm walking down the hall of this hotel. And in my room is at the exact opposite end of where the elevators are. So I have to walk all the way down the hall. And there are literally liquor bottles sitting outside of rooms. Their are doors wide open with people just throwing booze around. And drunk as shit and they're dancing and slamming into the walls and there's liquor bottles in the hallway. And I look around and I'm surrounded by people that are shit face drunk, reek of cigarette smoke. And they've all got the hello. My name is sticker on their chest. And I got to tell you, I have not laughed so hard ever. I think in my entire life. So, Being the uh, fun-loving asshole that I am, I convinced a handful of these people to go down to the pool. They had an indoor pool in this place. And um, me and about 15 of these people with these stickers on all jumped in the pool with all of our clothes on, drunk as shit. And then I went back to my room put my clothes in the tub and had a wonderful night's sleep. Now, moving forward, I really I understand how serious addictions can be, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I am making light of mine. Uh, I've battled it my entire adult life. I've, you know, I deal with it. It's what you do every day. Um I have drastically changed my diet over the last several years, and I've found that to be a whole lot easier than um, trying not to drink. I eat really healthy. I eat a very clean diet, and uh, it's it's made drastic differences in how I feel. But the alcohol thing is just it, its too much for me to bear to try to quit. Um, so I just have to control it. Um, I want to be somewhere between... I feel comfortable in my own skin and I don't want to be an asshole. That's my goals. I want to be comfortable. Um, I want the social lubricant to work as much as it makes me feel less insecure than I do when I'm sober because I feel very insecure and have pretty low self-esteem when I'm sober. Uh, When I've got a good healthy buzz uh, those things don't bother me anymore and I feel more comfortable in my own skin but i have reached a point a few times over the last few years where i ingest enough to where i become an asshole and i don't want that and self-control is a big thing too um i I always want to be in control enough to where if an emergency happens i can i can handle it you know um so that's that's pretty much been my balance that i'm trying to find i think 95% of the time I'm successful doing it that way, but there are five, that the 5% that I became an asshole is, is disturbing and painful. So, uh, I'm not trying to make light of everyone else's addiction. If you're out there and you're struggling hard with alcohol and, uh, it's, it's affected your life in a way that's. That's more detrimental than the little jokes that I've made. Please get help. There are people out there that can help you. I'm not a. I don't think that twelve step programs are necessarily the way to go. But hey, people have been successful with those as well. I really think that. Um, I really think that if you're suffering, if you've lost everything, if it's cost you your job, if it's cost you a relationship, if it's cost you your family whatever may have happened please get help because you're worth it um i believe deep down inside everyone has a good soul i think we go off the rails sometimes sometimes it's our own doing sometimes it's not but i think everyone has a good soul and everyone is worth trying to save so if you need help please reach out there's there are many many wonderful agencies out there um, great people in this in the psychiatric field in the mental health field that that's what they do they help people and they're not the rock stars of the world. they don't get all the uh, they don't get all the hoorays because you know nobody looks at the real heroes anymore. you know the heroes are the are the people who glorify being fucked up and being rotten, not the people who glorify saving others. So look for them. They're out there if you need them. Um, I've never smoked a cigarette ever in my life. Um, I have smoked other things, but I've never smoked a tobacco cigarette in my life. And I'm very thankful that I never have. I watched a lot of loved ones just go through excruciating battles trying to get away from it uh, friends that i grew up with that you know they started smoking during the peer pressure age and i never i never i never fell into that and they now say man i, I wish i would have never started smoking i wish i would have been you and said no and it's hard it's it's really hard um you can get into harder stuff um, you can get into the addictions of heroin and cocaine and all of those things that are out there the opioids um the oxys i'm i'm a firm believer that these legalized drug dealers that are selling you know synthetic heroin with a time release coating i think they should all go to prison i think they're killing people they're making billions of dollars killing people they want you to be addicted um some of the uh, food companies out there that sell us you know this horrible processed food that's horrible for us you know i can go on forever about how i eat and how i don't eat but at the end of the day um some of these food companies need to take responsibility for what they're selling us it's unbelievable and now there's this trend where the pharmaceutical companies are buying up the food companies. So what do you think is going to happen? They can't make money off of healthy people and they can't make money off of dead people. So they need you to be alive and they need you to be sick. That's how they make their money. That's how they make their billions and trillions of dollars. They want you alive and they want you sick because healthy and dead people Don't make the pharmaceutical companies any money. Okay. And some people are addicted to uh, Slim Jims. And some people are addicted to Doritos. And some people are addicted to uh, stofers. They call it lean cuisine. There's nothing lean or cuisine about it. You're putting a time bomb in your body. And there are people that are addicted to that shit. Trust me. I've eaten... Thousands of frozen pizzas in my life. Thousands of them. And not one of them was good for me. But damn, they tasted amazing. You give me a Tostino's frozen pizza, just put it right on the rack. You don't have to put it in a damn pizza pan. Just put it right on the rack. Holy shit, that stuff's good. But it's fucking horrible. And I got away from that addiction. I got away from the addiction of eating something just because it tasted amazing. Amazing i have figured out how to create amazing tasting food that's good for me. But it didn't happen overnight because I was addicted to the shit that was bad to, for me. I, I just was. Um, I think some people are addicted to being unhappy. I, I, I think it's huge out there. Like some people put two feet on the ground every day, just praying that they're going to be offended, or they're going to—they're just praying that someone is going to mistreat them or do them wrong, so they can be unhappy. And um, that's an addiction too. It's the same as the addiction to arguing. It's the same as the addiction to trolling people on the internet it's, it's, it's there's they're all addictions and they're all things that are easy to change if you want to change them i'm sitting here telling you that the hardest thing that i've ever done um is to try to quit drinking but i can tell you i could do it if i really really wanted to i could do it the problem is I don't really, really want to, and until I get to the point where I really, really want to, then I'm never going to stop, and you can't make someone stop, they have to want to stop, and that goes for everything, you know, it goes, it goes for everything, but habits can change, uh, addictions can be fought and defeated. It can be done. I, uh, I really feel like in my life, my addiction to music, and it is an addiction. I can't go a day without it. I have to have my fix. I have to have my music. My addiction to music has been the healthiest addiction I've ever had. Uh, it's It's amazing for my mood. It's amazing for just my positivity that I have when I start out the day listening to music and I go out into the world, I go out the door in a good mood. I just do. And Anytime I have a bad day, I may have mentioned this before, but if if I did, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it again. If you've had a bad day and you just are not in a good mood and you're just fed up with people and things and Your day was just shit. I dare you to put Bob Marley on and that it wouldn't put you in a good mood. He's my good mood dude. Any day that I put on, any time that I put on Bob Marley and Bob Marley and the Wailers, it just instantly puts me in a good mood. And it doesn't matter which album. Natty Dread's my favorite, but you can listen to any of them. The greatest hits one, um, is amazing. Uh, it, it just, anytime I'm having a rotten day, I can put on Bob and I'm just, I'm good to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm recovered. I'm ready to start out in a new positive direction. And, um, he even beats the shit out of alcohol. Bob just fixes everything. um, And I'm a mood listener. I'm very much a mood listener. Um, When I'm in a good mood, I listen to certain types of music. When I'm in a bad mood, I listen to other types of music. And I listen to everything. I listen to everything but country. I can't do country music. But um, I listen to everything else. Um, But it's an addiction. I have to have it. Uh, For me, I would rather have 10 days without alcohol than one day without music. And that's, that's no joke. Um, I have to have it. Um, so maybe there are healthy addictions. You know, I know a lot of parents that they're just addicted to spending time with their kids and that's awesome. That's a good addiction. They're like, they can't go a weekend without spending time with their kids and doing stuff together, whether it's what the kids really want to do or not. The parents, that's what they want and that's what they're addicted to. Um, there are people out there that are addicted to public service. That it's the, it's what they have to do, and that's everyone from people who volunteer at um, food kitchens. It's people who uh, work in law enforcement. I believe anyone who works in public service it, it's a calling. It's it, it it's something they have to do. So that's an addiction for a lot of those people. Um, And that's a good addiction. Um, I'm addicted to opening the car door and opening doors for my girlfriend and any other female that I see out anywhere in the world. I'm addicted to it. It makes me feel good. I'm happy if it makes them feel good too, but I do it because it makes me feel good. And I do it every chance I get. Sometimes I forget though, my mind's kind of wandering or whatever. Then my girlfriend would say, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So yeah, I think she might be addicted to it too, which is cool. I like that. So, um, trading bad addictions for bad addictions is, uh, probably the easiest thing to do. Like my story with the AA convention and, uh, those people traded alcohol for cigarettes, and in one night, half of them went back to alcohol. I may have pushed a couple, but, you know, it happens, you know. I may have told a few people that ducked their head in the door and were looking around. I may have waved them in and said, come on in. We're just having a good time over here. So, uh, addictions, they're not all bad. But the bad ones that are hurting you, you need to fix it and it's a lot easier said than done. A lot easier. Trust me, I know. I am going to try to control my addiction. My addiction to alcohol. I'm going to try to control it. I may never completely get away from it. Actually, I'm thinking I probably won't. I'll probably uh I'll probably be the 80-year-old man that holds the sign up to the window during the next pandemic and says, please bring me beer. That'll be me. And I'm okay with that. Especially if I've made it to 80. <laughs> Holy shit. I used to tell people a joke all the time and it may become more reality than not that if I would have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of my liver. But, um, who knows? We'll see what happens. So if you're out there and you're struggling from addictions that have, uh, harmed you in any way i'm sorry and i hope you can find help i hope you can reach out to someone somewhere somehow and and make everything better and uh if you're addicted to service and if you're addicted to taking care of the people around you and if you're addicted to just being a positive light in the world please keep up the good work because we definitely need you all right i'm done no more I'm going to let you off the hook now. Anyway, um, if this is your first time listening, I hope you enjoyed it. If you've come back for more, thank you very much. I would love some feedback. I would love to receive an email from you to tell me that I'm cool or to tell me that I suck or to tell me that I'm dumb. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. If you would also like to uh, have a conversation and do it on the podcast, have a little back and forth discussion about anything you want to talk about, I would love to hear that as well. Anyway, the uh, email address is that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation. Just that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and please go out and have yourselves a great weekend.